Welcome to Above the Garage. Hi, friends. Welcome to our analysis of season two, episode three of Your Honor. We're going to do another really short round of introductions because Scarlett's power is out in Puerto Rico. We miss you, Scarlett. Um, And then dive into the episode. Hi, I'm Raquel. Hi, I'm Kimberly. And I'm Kate. This episode is creatively named Part 13. Do you guys know the names of their episodes? It does make it easy. It's written by Onika, or I'm going to go with Onika, and I'm so sorry if I butchered it. Onika Barrett, and the director is Darren Grant. So the episode opens with Michael running through the alley in New Orleans, which is very, I really like New Orleans. It's very pretty. Um, but last week I was excited to see his real reaction to the baby this week. And here it is, abject terror and panic. Yes. I guess he's grown quite comfortable in this world where he doesn't really care about anyone in the kind of way he cared for Adam and Robin. And this baby threatens that big time. You guys think he'll come around? He will definitely come around. Eventually. I hope it with a baby that cute. I know. Looks like a little gnome. I say that every week, I think. <laughs> in a really good way. In a very cute gnome way. Well, now he's got something to live for that he didn't have before, so. I don't think he wants it, though. Exactly. That's the thing. Like, he's trying so hard to, like, not care about anything and anybody and just kill himself, really. He thinks about every every single episode. Right. Being given these, like, reasons and obligations. Yeah. Very annoying. Very annoying for you. Moments later, he gets a call from Olivia the Omniscient, who I guess is either having someone follow him or maybe just tracking his phone. Anyway, she opens with Hi Grandpa, reestablishing her omniscience. And then the next scene, she's at a sports bar rooting against the home team, LSU. And when questioned, she implicitly denies hating LSU, saying she just doesn't want them to cover. Which, if you're not a gambler, means she's bet on the other team to win and she doesn't want them to cover the spread, which is the predicted difference in the points between the two teams. I wrote that by myself, by the way. It sounds like I Googled it, but I didn't. (laughs) I was actually going to ask that, so I'm impressed that you know what that is. Yeah, I didn't get that. I didn't have subtitles on. I was like, did you say cover? It's a word I hear in my house all too often. (laughs) Michael enters the scene and demands to know why she didn't tell him. And she tells him, A, it's not her secret to tell, which I don't think she would really care about. And B, Fia tried to tell him every month in her letters. And Michael's angry now for the first time this season, maybe? I don't know. Has he been angry before? Anyway, the feelings are coming back this episode. I'm guessing she just knew from like stalking the Baxters and she didn't like open Mm -hmm. one of Fia's letters or anything. I think she would be happy to open one of Fia's letters, but she just makes it her business to know everything. Yes. I was thinking that. Do you think the rest of the world knows about the baby? Does she even take him out? Does like just live in the hotel? She hasn't. Bit weird. I guess Mom. she did. She went to the like. Oh no, campus. they did. They went to the pub. Yeah, it's true. But it is that kind of impression so far that like she's really holed up in the hotel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, last week we were wondering like, of course, like the parents had to know, but we were just like, do they know? Yeah, because they never mentioned it. So I don't know if that was no. just a coincidence, not purposeful or what. But I was obviously we find out this week that they know. Yes. Olivia and Michael argue about what she wants him to do because she's not exactly clear about it, claiming that for now she just wants him to be him and love that baby. But he's not even close to that stupid. No. What do you guys think she wants from him? She's like... She's very confusing. Yeah, and she's very, very devoted to this hatred or... I don't know. It's kind of weird. Well, I think later on we'll probably discuss a bit more why she is being the way she is. Like when we see her talking with Nancy later on right Mm -hmm. I still don't fully understand even after that 
just to see that there's some ulterior motive. Yeah, just something we don't know. Mm. Then Jimmy Baxter's being kind of adorable again, genuinely trying to get his son excited about a legitimate business. Well, mostly legitimate, I think. Project to build a little Baxter City retail and apartments. And Carlo's hardly humoring him. And Jimmy's got his quite sad face on again. Don't you want to build anything with your life? Poor Jimmy is fighting an uphill battle here with uh, Gina and Carlo. Carla's like, well, what about the drugs? That was such a great idea. Yeah, Didn't it work that was so much time? fun. Almost getting killed every time. Yeah, I do wonder what happened to his friend. Like, is, I wonder if he's just like a junkie. He took off, right? Or... Right. <laughs> yeah, or he maybe just ran away because they were probably gonna kill him. Did he have drugs in the bag or money? Mm-hmm. Drugs? Yeah, he had drugs. Right, the yeah. drugs in the bag. Yeah. All right, and then this next scene, I, you guys, I really, I did not enjoy the sounds in the scene. I've been paying a lot more attention to sound on our latest Handmaid's rewatch, but I don't think I'd have needed that to notice the sound of Michael cutting this meat is so gross for me. I don't know if it's like my chewing thing where I can't like hear people chew without losing my mind, but it, yeah, I didn't like it. Yeah. Meat in general is just so gross to see it there as well. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. so gross. Um, then he's sorting the fillets and porterhouses when Fia comes in, following up on his sudden exit from the other night to apologize and tell him he doesn't have to be part of Rocco's life. And Michael's just honest here. He tells her he doesn't know what he wants. It's just a lot. It is a lot. Yeah. Has Michael gone above his pay grade here? Because, like, wasn't he just a van driver? Have they, like, promoted him to, like, meat cutting? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would much prefer the van driving. Yeah. So, me too. I don't know. Probably it's just a small establishment where you got to kind of help out wherever wherever yeah. they need. But I was also thinking, like, I would have no understanding of how to correctly cut these. I wonder how hard it is to learn the, the cuts yeah. of beef. I wonder if they had to do some training with him. Yeah. <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't know either. That set was really cool as well. I really liked it, like the little space and like you could see all the like the butcher awards on the walls. I wonder if that is an actual butcher or the set design mm. designed that. Yeah, that's a good question. And then an actual customer comes in. Sophia tells him she'll call him tomorrow. She's still, uh, I laughed because she's still a bit pushy, that one. She's like, it's fine. Mm. I'll give you your space. I'll call you tomorrow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you work tomorrow? We're going to start Whole day. <laughs> you think about it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> 24 hours. And little Mo can't help himself from snooping the papers on the bar at Big Mo's current club. And he takes a peek at her contract for buying the Grand Rain Bar. Seems like she hasn't told him much about it. No. I do love these two together, though. And she comes out with a massive duffel bag full of money. Obviously. Yeah. Um, Obviously, they're buying the 20 kilos after all, but she's not feeling good about it. See, if I were little Mo here and she weren't feeling good about it, there's no way I would do this. He's fucked if this goes sideways. Like, just buying products elsewhere. I want to know how much money it is. They never said. What did we decide? It's somewhere between 200 grand and two mil. Well, last week, yeah, you were Googling (laughs) how much. um... That could also be completely not true. Yeah. So that's why I was hoping they'd say so that our answer could, you know. Right. Could have come, but it never came. So it seems like Trey, um, Trey's obviously took a hit before and they trust him now because he basically did what? Kofi did but Kofi did but he didn't yeah you know he survived it which is cool yes there's a lot of that going on though I don't I wouldn't want to be involved with these people I liked what little Mo said he said scared money don't make money Uh Mm uh-huh I also liked what Big Mo said when she pointed out that proves his loyalty but not his intelligence yes (laughs) that is correct I I feel not good about little Mo's deal here no no 
felt like a threat as well. Did you feel that way? That she was threatening him. Oh, yeah. I mean, she was saying, like, you, you kind of step out of the line once again. Yeah. Like, that was your only chance. Yeah. Yeah. She's probably thinking about what happened with Kofi, right? Well, mm-hmm. Eugene. Probably. even. No, Eugene. Yeah. yeah. I had a question for that, too. But first, I was like, after she said the intelligence thing, I was like, ouch. And then I realized like, later in the episode, we learned that she's Trey's aunt. So, like, yeah. She's not, she's not a very good aunt either. They're talking about him like she doesn't really know him, but she does yeah but yeah and then it wasn't necessarily evident to me that she knows he purposefully let Eugene go what did you guys think does she know what he actually did or does she think Eugene just ran on his own no I think she knows yeah you reckon I I wasn't sure but yeah yeah because yeah that seemed like she was like threatening him like I know what you've done and you know right letting that one is like but you can't turn on me again I just expected her to say something that was more clear like not you lost him or whatever she said yeah like you let him go but yeah this is the she, way she said it was a bit like right a threat lost yeah. it I that's interesting him, that so, you yeah. said that because now I'm wondering does she know that she obviously probably doesn't know that Eugene's with her sister I'm assuming no that's what my next note is Eugene's way too close for comfort of course he's gonna get discovered at her sister's house what the fuck like maybe that was a good first stop for him but he should have carried on to somewhere else pretty quickly Mm -hmm. but it it really seems like Eugene wants to get caught as much as Adam did so yep (laughs) anyway yeah we're not trying very hard is it (laughs) it makes me so anxious that every time we see him like oh I'm starting to lose my like like I used to feel like I really wanted him to live and now I'm like oh he's gonna die <laughs> and he's he's doing it to himself so oh like, you're asking for it sorry, man. <laughs> sorry oh, little man <laughs> um but he's at school next scene and the principal checks on him he's got some new drawings in his locker and at first you're like oh he's trying to like do better but then he does her it's mm-hmm. his new character is called Kofi so probably go in the same direction <laughs> yeah like oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh we found out that um, the principal is actually played by Brandy Nicole, who is a staff writer on the show. So thank you oh, for that's really cool. Yeah, helping write this amazing show. Yeah, and she's really good in the principal role. That's yeah, awesome. a woman of many talents. Then uh, and sorry, oh, and some lockers slam behind them, and uh, Eugene gets you know PTSD style takes him back to the shooting. I guess mm. he runs off, and she notices that he's unsettled um and now another mystery solved that we already talked about but the baxters have indeed noticed that there's a tiny human dwelling with their daughter at the hotel uh gina's in there rocking the baby when she issues a non-apology to fia which fia accepts as the best she's gonna get and mm. this doesn't make sense to me because Fia's talking to her mom again since she was completely icing him out in the last episode and the only thing we've seen that happened since was getting slapped by her mom yeah. but family's family i guess and fia's being nice to her mom until the question of baptism comes up gina needs the baby to be baptized so that baby Ro- rocco can be reunited with uncle rocco and that cannot mm-hmm. happen if the baby isn't baptized i really 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 hate her hypocritical religious nonsense yeah i'm hoping to see the moment she arrives in hell in like episode 10 or something <laughs> shock on her face Be nice <laughs> I know. there's a funny line there that i had to rewind because I don't know I thought for some reason I thought it was really funny when Fia gets the baby bottle with the formula in it uh-huh. gives it to cutest baby ever and Gina's mm-hmm. like I could have predicted this was your line you're like yeah experts say that breast is best and Fia goes so do teenage boys 
Yeah. I thought that was funny. <laughs> yeah. I knew that was going to be the line you were talking about. Did you? Was it because there was boobs in it? Or? I believe so, yes. <laughs> Very Absolutely. simple. No offense. <laughs> I love <laughs> But also, like, shut the fuck up, Sheena. Like, your daughter wasn't yeah. speaking to you last week. Can you not try a little harder mm. to be a nice, decent mom? I don't think she wants to, though. She just probably wants... I don't think she likes it very much. I think she probably just wants another chance to have another kid to grow up in uh, Yeah, fucking worse yeah. but she's got to baptize yeah. him first so that all his sins will be mm, forgiven exactly because mm. it doesn't matter how you live your life as long as you get fucking baptized ah nice <laughs> i like that fear has her own mind she can make her yeah. own decisions like that i really like how they don't really talk to themselves directly or each other directly like they use the metaphors to like yeah that's true yeah you know it is interesting. Give an, an idea what they're actually thinking and want to say to each other. Like when she's talking shit about Fia as a baby being at fault for not laughing yeah. correctly. Like, ah, oh, she's mm-hmm. so awful. She did say last episode that she wanted to stay angry. So yeah, but I enjoy how the scene ends with her like bringing up her fantastic mothering instincts. Yes. Uh, yeah, I was just like, oh my god. I hate Gina enough that I would also refuse the baptism. Although in reality, I basically baptized our kids for this reason it was important to my mother-in-law and it didn't really hurt us you know like michael says later mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. my mother-in-law is not pure evil so it's a little different <laughs> gina not my mother-in-law and then lomo's back in town stopping at auntie sheila's house and she's obviously well aware that they are lying to her about the reason for his visit he's not buying a 73 deville with that duffel full of cash eugene's watching everybody sheila to see how she reacts to these obvious lies when Sheila asks about Lil Mo's real favorite aunt, I was right. Big Mo is not Lil Mo's mom. She is. His yeah, I was dad. always so confused by that. Yeah. Like we found out. Right. Yeah. I wonder where. What so is mom. there another sister out there that is obviously Little Mo's mom? Yeah, I feel like she's probably dead or something, but, mm, yeah. but maybe not. Yeah, maybe, maybe we'll find out. But yeah, so Sheila and Monique are sisters and Sheila talks some shit about Monique dealing drugs before offering them food. And the the scene ends with one last long look at the duffel bag. I'm honestly surprised she goes along with the charade instead of just losing her shit, you know? Like, obviously he's dragging her son back into this, you know? And Eugene. I would lose my shit if I was Sheila. The sisters obviously don't have a good relationship either. No, they don't speak, it sounds like. Although she said she would hear. wonder why, though. It probably has something to do with her son getting in trouble. Right, he went to jail for five years, right? That would have been mm, the end yeah. of my speaking to her, too, probably. Yeah. Everybody's losing my respect this week. But I did enjoy the scene. I like Daphne Bloomer as they aunt a lot. She seems really I like sweet. all the actors. Yeah. But I am not liking Big Mo as much and Little Mo. Yeah. And there's a quick scene of Frankie and Jimmy getting ready to go see the mayor when Gina blows through the room and informs him she's joining them. By the way, do you guys remember like any other show that has so many scenes? Obviously, it only no. stands out to me because we're podcasting it in this format, like we did Handmaids. Yeah. But it's like so different from Handmaids. And so there many is scenes. so many scenes, which I do, I do actually like because then you know what's going yeah. on a bit more, but it's just different, mm-hmm. right? I'm, and I may yeah. not have noticed if we weren't podcasting it, but no. Outside a college-looking campus, Michael comes for a picnic with Fia and Lil Rocco. I like Fia lately, like we said. She starts talking to him about the whole Gina baptism situation. He just asks what she wants, which is not a question she's been asked, I guess. As she's wont to do, she starts talking about the afterlife again, understandably repeating she's never believed until she lost her brother and Adam, and Michael finishes for her that she wants to believe now. It's too hard thinking you'll never see either of them again, so the temptation of believing is strong. 
Dare yeah. I ask if you guys believe in the afterlife? I want to believe there's something out there, but I just don't know what it is. Okay. I'm Catholic, so I do. Yeah. But yeah, do you agree? Like, I probably don't fully believe in like Bible heaven, probably. More right. Like, my own idea, I suppose. I want to believe, so I would say that I believe, but I have trouble if I try to really yeah. think about mm. it, you know. And I definitely am more of the Michael school of be a good person and you'll be rewarded mm. if there is such a thing and not if you don't get baptized you're going to hell yeah no yeah I think I'm a bit like fear as well because like obviously when you lose someone you want to believe that there's somewhere like it's so sad to think that that's just it you know what I mean right all right very quickly Carla walks up surprised to see Michael and scares him off he asks if he's going to be her brother or dad's spy good question and he goes to apologize to Michael which I'm shocked that she bought but anyway really yeah. he's asking what he's doing with his sister and telling him to stay away she doesn't need some bum that just got out of prison and then Michael drops his version of, of Lawrence's line from Handmaid's Season do you have an irony deficiency mm-hmm. yeah because Carlo is also a bum that just got out of prison and then Michael switches to a karma angle and nope Carlo does not appear to be a believer in karma either as a parting shot though he asks Carlo if he's ever heard of Harry the Hook a guy out of Chicago, he reminds him of, knowing Carlo's going to look him up later and find out that Harry the Hook got off on a murder charge only to be retried 25 years later when they find yeah. out the judge was crooked. So that's a threat. And mm-hmm. we're finally seeing Michael be a bit more Michael again. And I, I missed him. So I like that. Yeah. I looked that up just to make sh- like to see if it was I'm real. because yeah. I meant to. Yeah, so did I. It was a real case. Do you guys believe in karma? Yeah. Getting, definitely. getting really deep today. Mm. Yes. So what we were just saying about heaven, the yeah. you know, you get passed and you're gonna be rewarded if you're not, and you right. can be rewarded a different way. I'll read a tiny bit of this Harry the Hook bio. He was a Chicago mobster who was one of the most feared enforcers for the Chicago outfit during the 1970s. He got his nickname Hook from his boxing career in high school. He is also famous for being the only person in the United States ever to be acquitted of murder then legally tried and convicted for murder when the initial trial was found to be corrupt. This is not considered a case of double jeopardy as the initial trial was found to be corrupt. The Chicago judge was recruited specifically to acquit Alman during a bench trial. So that was a very good reference that they found. It was a very good reference. Mm, I thought it was really good. Interesting that there's only been one case of this ever, you know? I was just going to say that Carl is pissing me off again this episode. So it's like, yeah. I, I was having yeah. a bit of like, well, not sympathy, but I was just like, oh, Carl is not as annoying yeah, this same. season. And then like, I'm like, oh. Starting to like him. And now. He's back again. <laughs> Goes back and forth, doesn't he? Yeah. He was still talking like the, about the fact that it was self-defense. So like, I was just like, man, you can give it up now. Yeah, right? Yeah. And he's so cocky. Like, yeah, well, he missed me. Um, I don't like it. Sorry, but Jimmy Stanton plays him really well. He does. Meanwhile, at City Hall, Charlie's making the Baxters wait as a power flex while he tells his sidekick, Zeke, who's played by Burl mostly, he doesn't want to approve the deal for the land lease for their little Baxter city. The former mayor made for them, uh, approved for them. And Charlie says to let him in, and then it all starts off real friendly. Charlie's good at that till Charlie tells him he's not standing by the steel because nobody else bid on it when they would have if it were on the up and up. So he's opening it back up for bidding and they can resubmit. And Jimmy keeps his cool and attempts to negotiate, but shockingly, Gina does not keep her cool. She brings up Big mm-hmm. Mo's new bar. I like when Jimmy was like, oh, uh, let's stay on topic. Yeah. 
And when Jimmy tells Charlie the Baxter's support can be very helpful, she the, then she translates it into a threat that their animosity can be incredibly destructive. Actually, she used a different word that I didn't know, but it means animosity. Charlie ends the scene on another good line. He made promises to the people of the city and helping rich folk get richer wasn't one of them. He's got some good lines, Charlie does. Yeah. Mm. I like him. Yeah. I like him too. So basically what is what Charlie is saying that they did is that there were basically no other bidders because they like shoved them sideways and so they could be the only bidders. All we learn later is yeah. worse that there was another bidder that went missing. The mm, night yeah, that's right. Yeah. So that is like, I mean, it's fucked up anyway, but I, I definitely support him. Yeah. Not letting them get away with that. I'm actually surprised because I thought he'd like lay down to them, to be honest, but then he didn't. So I was surprised by that. No. Yeah, I mean, it's not very smart what he's doing. So, but it's very brave. No. Somebody has to, though. So I'm glad he's doing. But yeah, it's funny, though, because um, that's the with Carlo when they were like looking at the land. I was like, oh, at least they're like trying to do something a little less illegal. Exactly. <laughs> but not quite. <laughs> but it's like, no, they're just killing people to get the land now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Michael's sitting at a bus stop when his unfriendly stalker Olivia rolls up so he can tell her what Michael and Fia talked about and then what he talked about with Carlo. So it is not just a phone tracker. She's got somebody following him. She's real pissed off, though, that he, she keeps having to try to persuade him to take them down. And he asks a good question. Why does she care so much? It really does seem like there's another reason that we're not aware of. She just shoots back. Why don't you care at all? Do you think he should care more? But I think, like, doesn't she realize, like, he's basically on death's door, like, he wants to yeah. kill himself. Why is he going to give a fuck about this, really? Right. He has been doing that for months as well. Like, he's not going to all of a sudden be like, oh, now I want to leave. I'm a freedom fighter. Yeah. yeah, no, I think it makes sense how he is. I guess she thinks that the baby would have swayed him already, but it mm. hasn't. Not yet, anyway. She seems to be motivated by revenge. And if he were that kind of person, you know, that could have. Yeah. Which he probably was one, like before, like what happened to Adam. I think if they tried to hurt Adam earlier in the season, like season one, yeah, he would have been a little bit more. Right. Just the way it happened, I think it was very. Outside yeah. of his son, I agree with you if it regarded Adam, but outside of his son, I think he's too smart to be like too vengeful because generally yeah. takes you down with it, you know. But I don't even think it's that reason though. Yeah. I don't think he has any anything to tell yeah he just doesn't care so i'm not i'm surprised she's surprised back at the hotel michael's putting a dead king back in its spot on the chessboard what do you think that means was it a king i assumed it was a king because it was knocked over the way you yeah knocked same over king and it was hand. kind of in the middle i have to go back a few times but same i was trying to go as a queen or a king for, like oh is it queen yes yeah, exactly I just, I just like foreshadowing, but I'm not sure which was it, the queen. Which way, yeah. In the end, I just assumed king because you knock it over at the end. But uh, it's a good question. You did have the little cross. That's definitely a king, isn't it? Yeah, I think it was the king. I did did rewind it. She was the crown. I did rewind it to like look closer, and then I was like, oh, it's a king. Yeah, and then she walks down. Yeah. And then yeah, because you have that scene between the two of them, and it's like she Uh clearly is in charge. Yeah. Yes. Even though he's really trying to like control that. Yeah, that would really. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Gina comes in after dealing with business regarding the Grand Rain, which is the bar Big Mo is buying. And Jimmy asked her why she just can't leave it alone. And yet another marital spat ensues. She insults his name. 
doesn't carry the same value as her maiden name, Conti, and she starts yelling at him about his failure at the mayor's, all in the hotel lobby. So Jimmy grabs her purse and physically forces her to their room, where the larger fight ensues. But it was surprising because we haven't seen him do yeah. that with her yet. Uh, and Jimmy's mad now in the room. She will not tell him how to run their business, but she's still on about them taking a shot at Carlo, even though they believe the shooter was killed. And she tells him he disgusts her. And then the fight gets physical. Again, Jimmy like physically restrains her while she tries to leave to push him to hit him. He holds her tightly and tells her to calm the fuck down repeatedly. Uh, he just says, calm down. Eventually she seems to, and I did think they were going to fuck, but then she tells him he can have Frankie handle that for him too. So I guess Oof. not. Mm -hmm. Did you guys think they were going to have sex? Totally. I only thought they were going to fuck when he like started breathing funny and i was like oh so that's where this might be going yeah <laughs> i didn't really see any other resolution to it like i thought it was gonna show because we haven't seen anything good about their relationship yet which this is not good no. and like that. one scene that really like shocked well maybe not shocked me but i found interesting was like when he walks into the room that uh, episode two when she does and she covers up you mean? yeah she's yeah. like just taking a shower or something i was like oh okay like yeah, yeah. very vulnerable and awkward married to life doesn't seem to be that yes. right i want to know how they got together i want to know what happened in between yeah interesting couple yeah i wonder if before rocco they were i assume they were better before rocco and everything exactly. else but yeah like how can this marriage ever be remotely happy like not even happy but just like tolerable it's just a hate marriage mm -hmm. at the moment yeah probably one of my favorite scenes this one in this episode mm. the acting was amazing okay. actually by yeah. both michael, michael Stolberg and hope davis yeah mm -hmm. and the lighting of there i love the lighting in the um the hotel rooms it fits the tone of the show nicely yeah do you think that means she's actually fucking cranky she's not right i thought so there i don't know you never know. Must be fucking somebody. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly not fucking her husband. <laughs> no. But it's funny though, because that's what she does. She just bruised his manly ego. Ego, yeah. sorry. And um and it's kind of like what she does with Carlo as well, like tries to like diminish him or like belittle him mm -hmm. doing what she wants him to do. Yeah. She really is. The to worst. see her doing it with, with Jim as well. Yeah. Yeah. She's just so disgusted that he doesn't do more than he does and he wants to sit mm. back and obviously let other people handle it. Which is a smart thing to do, though. Like Exactly. This next scene pisses me off, too. Lil Mo has fallen greatly in my esteem after he brings Eugene on this huge drug deal. Why the fuck would he do that? So stupid. I know. Like, what? That's insane. You do not try to protect somebody in one yeah. move, in one grand gesture where you're risking your life. You just told him, you know, your last chance it's mm. your last chance or i forget what he said yeah the fuck i don't i didn't like i don't like that that doesn't make sense to me but mm. anyway here he is in the car with him lilmo is a player i don't know if he was joking but he said he had three girls on the go damn little I, <laughs> I don't think he's joking but yeah he's asking eugene about girls bragging about his three girls and they're just driving around killing time waiting for the cousin roger uh next scene who we got in this scene kimberly Django is back. Wow. Django. Good baby Django. Charlie comes to visit Michael and he's clearly suspicious Michael stole the Baxter or something, which is weird because in the last ap episode he was the opposite, completely confident Michael's silence. Mm -hmm. But Michael mm -hmm. just responds he's only 
he's his only remaining friend who'd do anything to protect him, which is exactly true and what he's doing, mm-hmm. but not what Charlie's asking. Uh, then we find out a little more about the deal Charlie doesn't want to hold up for the Baxters. Sounds like they killed the other bidder for the land lease and they were never mm. heard from again, which we talked about earlier. But damn, that is not cool. I like the tennis ball in this episode. I mean, I like the tennis ball in the scene where, like, I, when Charlie asks him, like, is there anything I need to know? He rolls the ball. He's got the ball in his court. Yeah. Um, to Michael. It's funny. If I was doing that with my dog around, he'd be like, oh my God, ball, ball. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, Django's so tired and he knows that he needs to go on Michael's lap because he knows that his daddy is sad right now. He's a sad boy. It is true, though. Dogs feel that shit. Yeah. All right, now all hell's about to break loose. I told you this deal wasn't going down easy. I mean, everybody knew this deal wasn't going to go down easy, but they leave Eugene in the car as Lil Mo and Trey go inside. By the way, Trey is played by Jermaine Mouse Brooks. I think he's really good in this. I like him. Yeah, Uh, but... I'm worried about him now. Yeah. Mm. I can't believe they just leave Eugene in the car with all that money. I was like, what are you oh. doing? Everything about it's Eugene. Stresses me out. Is, yeah. Being there, it's like, why is he there? Like the fact that they you know, they could like got him into a jail or a prison like he might get arrested and yeah, then you're supposed to be killed by the Baxters again. Like, oh yeah. It is. Mm-hmm. It's very frustrating. So yeah, they leave him in the car as they go inside Woody's barbecue to wait for Roger when we flip over to the bar owner informing Big Mo their deal is off because Gina's offered him 10% more than Big Mo, as well as a long-term plan for his continued breathing. Lil Mo threatens his short-term health. He sells her the club or his heirs do. She has good lines. Um, yeah. And this poor guy is so fucked. Uh, yeah. Yes. It's like... Give this same, like, what you don't do? sell anything. Yeah. I'm not having like, means. okay, well, I'm fucked anyway, so at least I'm going to get money out of it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to die. So. Love it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he asked if she could match um, Gina's offer, and she agrees. Then he tells her it's cash closing at the end of the week, which immediately meant to me that she needs that duffel of cash back. just wanted to comment on Big Mo's wardrobe, because I love her wardrobe. She's- beautiful it's amazing. in every scene yeah all the I rings agree. all the jewelry Bob. like yeah and um shout out to costume designer olivia miles who did an awesome job not obviously just on big mo but the whole cast uh, i think the styling and costume is really good in this show yeah i agree and it's different from the last show that we podcast obviously so mm-hmm. i love michael's clothes he's like fucking middle-aged Oh my god, he looks so old, man. Jeans are like, oh, they're really high. And his button downs are like tucked in. And it's it. just yeah. like, oh man. <laughs> he's so old and dorky. You can tell he's given up in life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he dresses like that. I gotta go back and see how he dressed in season one. Obviously, it was better. Yeah, I don't know if you'd say smart, but you know, he looked well presented. Yeah. The hair and the beard is. I wonder if he'll shave that off soon. <laughs> like you said, Kate. Um, the lines from Big Mo are great and I thought this whole scene like the dialogue was really good just a line was like you're worried about hypotheticals let me offer you a guarantee either you sell me this club or your heirs will yeah it's so good. That one. okay the writing in this show is great and her delivery is perfect and dreams and then he said Le Bon's Temps Ruler which I had to look up and it means let the good times roll which I wasn't expecting <laughs> It's one of the very few things I, I would know in French, but I think it's like a New Orleans like saying, and I agree, don't know how well it fits since 
Yeah. Like we said, he's <laughs> fucked. No good times in yeah. this future. No. But this Gina versus Big Girl, mm. I suppose, will be fun. Yeah. I just love how they found a reason to like be at work with each other. That's yeah. Eugene. Yeah. Carla thing. It's just, yeah. Right. Because obviously Jimmy is not giving in to that. So it's just like, okay, let's find another way to yeah. right. hate each other <laughs> and kill each other. Then we're back with Eugene watching um, some Houston police pull into the parking lot. So tension's getting higher. And little Mo gets a call from Auntie Big Mo telling him to cancel the deal. And he's like, yo, that's not how this works, which is something even I know. But she doesn't care. She wants the bar. And she's apparently willing to sacrifice her nephews for it, which is insane. Mm-hmm. Everybody's fucked. Mm-hmm. He walks out and Tree follows him, telling his cousin he cannot do this to him. He's already put his neck out where he didn't want to. He's probably going to get killed for this shit. And Trey starts physically fighting him, which is not a brilliant idea, but I also get it because he's just so fucked. So insane. It even matters anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, And it sucks because Little Mo doesn't want to do this to him, but he's being given no choice. I don't know. Like, what would you do? You think you should just carry on? Well, he's already gone on. Well, I think he probably would have, but what we were discussing earlier, like, she's already threatened him to, like, you can't. Yeah, keep me again. You can't do that to me again. So, um, yeah, you would get killed by her. He's in an impossible situation, and it's not how I thought it was going to come about. Like, I thought this deal was going to go bad because it was his fault, but it's really her fault. Mm. I mean, minus the physical fight that breaks through the glass of the (laughs) barbecue place, which is not ideal. Um, because it immediately gets the police attention from next door at the fish shop and they arrest them and eugene takes the opportunity to slip out of the car with the cash jesus this was all so dumb yeah it's hard watching like a stupid scene play out like that even i'm not saying it's not realistic it's just hard to watch because you knew it was gonna happen as well you knew something was gonna go wrong because like why you oh Uh, yeah little mo also elbowed the cop so that's not gonna be oh no did he (laughs) yeah got him right in the schnoz it really like Big Mo is like so much in the wrong here because the choices here are you lose the bar and keep your like nephews' lives, or you risk their lives yeah. over mm-hmm. a fucking bar that's gonna cause you a lot of fucking trouble anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's just a really mm-hmm. shitty aunt, and I don't appreciate the shitty female relatives in this show. Is it just because she's got that sort of like war against Gina and doesn't want to lose? Is is that really what? is so important to her because yeah like you are literally risking your yeah families i think part of it would be yeah she doesn't want to lose it to gina just like out of spite you know what i mean i do think it had something to do with the story she told about her grandfather yeah but it's also stupid like forget let's say you don't care about your nephews which maybe is the case it's stupid for your gang like you're gonna start this world war with this yeah. guy that is he's mm-hmm. slinging 20 kilos of you know heroin easily mm. he's clearly got power and money and you're just gonna piss him off over a fucking bar you're gonna mm-hmm. be in trouble your entire gang's gonna be fucked you're gonna have another war on mm-hmm. your hands when you already have a war brewing with gina and the baxters yeah. it's such a stupid decision or maybe it's just because their girlfriend works there and she seems to be a lot smarter than that as well i don't know yeah, I thought about the girlfriend. She job, seems smarter know. than that, so this is disappointing, yeah. She seems like she didn't really think about it that much, to be honest. Like, she just yeah. kind of made the choice really quick because she knew the money That's was... why Little Mo should have just carried on with it, but she... Well, might true. Been. But I, I think Little Mo should have just made yeah. the correct executive decision here and then hoped for the best yeah. in explaining... 
suffer the consequences. Yeah, maybe a little presentation of the consequences if he hadn't done this versus consequences if he had. A little slideshow. <laughs> All right. And Carla's watching the security cameras in the hotel for some reason. At first I was like, is this his job? Is this his like... I couldn't believe that they would bother with that, which I don't think they are. I think he's just sitting there watching Michael. He relays the story of Harry the Hook to his dad. And when Jimmy sees the relevance to Carla's life, he asks who told him about Harry. And Carla points at the bar screen where Michael's sitting at the bar. Uh, When Carla asks Jimmy if he just got lucky with his trial, I was just like, yeah, no shit, buddy. He must. I mean, the fucking judge was Michael. And like, now he knows that Adam Rocco. If he doesn't, he is dumber than I thought, even. I mean, he is a little bit of a dumb dumb, so. That's so crazy. It's just a coincidence that Michael was the judge and you got off even though you murdered somebody, Mm. like, very obviously, and they had a lot of proof. They had, like, videos. Anyway, okay. Jimmy goes down to kick Michael out, even removes his drink from his reach, which is cold, sir. And he asks Jimmy, would he have killed Adam if they had just followed through with turning him in in episode one when they were at the police station and they saw the Baxters in there? Jimmy's interested in this chat, though, so he goes around the bar and pours them both probably a very expensive drink. And proceeds to ask him, did he see anything about his reaction to the police station that was different from any other father receiving news that his son had died? And if not, why did you decide to paint me as a monster? Maybe you just wanted an excuse to turn around and leave and pretend it didn't happen. And then Jimmy like further insists Adam made a mistake and if they'd been honest, he would have forgiven them. At this point, I was like, nah, first of all, maybe, maybe not, probably not. But the real (laughs) person that matters here is Gina anyway not jimmy and no matter what jimmy yeah. says gina would never have let that fucking fly he yeah never, she would never have let adam live yeah. after he killed rocco accidentally or not interestingly enough at this point because last week i think we talked about um kate you asked us last week whether in the last episode of the first season when adam was at the hotel for the party if jimmy would have killed him and i said no i don't think so and now I believed him when he was talking to Michael. Like, I was like, okay, yeah, yeah maybe he wouldn't have. I did believe but it. Then I thought Gina would definitely would have right. killed yeah, him. Yeah, for sure. I feel like maybe at that point, just because of fear, I'm still unsure if he would have killed him at that moment. Mm. Well, whether he was toying a bit with Michael, but now that he said, obviously, he would have, like, um, ringed his, his neck, hands, like, yeah. you know, killed him with his own hands. Now I'm kind of unsure again. I don't know if he would have done it. Though. I think he might have let yeah, him live for a while. I don't know if he he really meant it or he's trying to like create this like persona, like this yeah. idea of himself, you know, in front yeah. of Frankie, especially after his conversation with Gina. That is a good point. It's funny and ballsy of Frankie to even like ask, like to follow up with that, like really, boss. Mm. But I think first of all, none of it matters because Gina, right? But I do think. Gina aside he might have let him live for like a while but only to like torture Michael so that it's like hanging over his head and he's like terrified because he knows he knows and when's he gonna kill him is he gonna kill him Mm -hmm. so that's what he's doing now but like oh yeah yeah. this is so effective like it was stupid of Michael to give him this opportunity to hit him so like Mm -hmm. hard you know and that's why Jimmy walked around the bar and was like oh this will be fun yes I can have this conversation yeah but it is also interesting for him to like learn that information that they were at the station, you know? I don't know. A lot of shows, mm-hmm. people don't know certain things that are important that change their whole lives. And I liked I liked him telling him that. Yeah. Yeah. Even though it was stupid. One thing that you do just spirals your whole life. It's true. <laughs> and this happened to just be a very bad 
but choice. like Adam was gonna die one way or the other however he took out a lot of other people in the meantime so mm-hmm. I actually thought after this scene Michael was gonna spiral like down down even further <laughs> but no yeah he didn't yeah but that's that's it right that he's given him the He's again Bruce's Monday ago, which is literally what the yeah. show seems to be about. Yeah. And now he's got his life. So now he wants revenge. That's true. I hadn't thought of it that way, but that's a good point. Yeah. I like the line too. I didn't read it, but Jimmy was very convincing, I think, when he was like, if you and Adam had come to me with honesty mm-hmm. and attrition, how could I have responded with violence? Mm-hmm. He was just a boy. Adam ran because he was- the writing and the acting was really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The delivery are really good too. Uh, then we have Olivia versus Nancy again at a firing range, only Olivia wants to be allies. Nancy is so mad about Michael being out of prison. I realized last week she reminds me of Javert <laughs> in Les Miserables. You've probably not seen it, Kimberly. But he's just like hellbent on Jean Valjean being put back in prison. Completely illogical vendetta when there's mm. other fish to fry. But she, and, and they're mm. both in for like meaning well, I guess. I don't know. But she does teach us something about Olivia. She's been demoted from the New York branch to Louisiana. I love the scene between them. Amy's fantastic in the scene. Yeah, it's a good one. I think we said a little bit about it earlier, but this could also be why she's pushing so hard for the Baxters because she has been demoted. For mm. job, for career purposes? Yeah. Yeah, for career purposes. To try and get her career back on track. Do we know why? We don't know like what she did to get demoted, right? No, I don't think we do. Yeah, I don't think she said. No, yet, but I think he probably will be related to something. Right. We'd find out. I want to find out more about Michael's wife's murder, and I hope that that happens. Yeah, me too. I know in some, I know in the trailer it's referenced about like her being in that part of town and talking to somebody. Like, I forget. But if they don't, then they do need a season three because I want to know who fucking murdered Robin. They could do a spinner. There you go. Like, do like a prequel? Yeah. Who murdered Robin? That could be the genius, Kimberly. <laughs> if anyone steals that idea for the name of the show, then yeah, copyright yeah, TM. Such a good name. Brilliant <laughs> at this. You heard it here first. Um, back home at Sheila's, Eugene looks stressed over the bag. Finally, opens it and sees all the money. Just his little Mo's phone in the bag starts ringing. Big Mo's calling. What do you guys think is going on here? I get being stressed about what just went down, but surely he's not thinking of taking the money now though what the fuck i mean it's an interesting parallel to not taking it originally when she left it out to tempt him and per- on purpose mm. one. Oh yeah good point yeah i can't i can't i fully endorse his <laughs> murder if he does this so. oh i know i just feel really sorry for him but yeah like he's got like these like yeah. stupid ideas it's like yeah. oh but now we were talking about him like moving on right at the beginning we were saying oh what is he not like yeah left Mo's sister's house yeah. but now he's got the money to do that he, so. okay but little Mo gave him so much money did you see how much money he gave him that could have gotten him across the country into a job or something yeah but no. they're gonna need some money for bail aren't they so. oh I don't know what's gonna happen <laughs> God. everybody's fucked uh, I actually never thought about it that he wanted to take the money maybe he had that thought and then he saw Big Mo ringing and he was like oh shit Maybe it's not a good idea. Maybe I shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Another mess. I wonder where the auntie was at this point. Yeah. At first I was like, is he in a hotel room? And I was like, no, that's a house. But yeah, she's just, she's sleeping soundly while her, she knows that her son and Eugene are <laughs> off doing a drug deal with cousin Lil Mo. Mm-hmm. Ugh, mess. Mm, yeah. 
Michael's visiting Fee again. She texted him that Rocco was awake so he could come visit, but baby's asleep again. Do you guys think Michael's visiting them just because of the Olivia deal at this point or what? Um, Raquel, you had a really good point about that though. And I hadn't thought of it that way that uh, Jimmy pissed him off. I don't know. What do you think? I think he's, yeah. I think he's finally going to have that. So, okay, now I want to do something yeah. about it. And, you know, that's what yeah. I've been asked to do. So I'm going to do it. I think yeah. in a way he does want to be right. close to the baby. He's just really scared that he's going mm-hmm. to, you know, really love him. And yeah. now he's practically trying to, you know, destroy the baby's family. <laughs> so conflict yeah. of interest there. When he picks up the sock, it was like the cutest oh, thing cute. ever. I, like, I know, I can't even smile. Yeah, so sweet. And he also sees the christening outfit and then he tells her about Adam being baptized over his objections. The- they have a lot in common. He didn't believe that Robin did. And Robin got to him finally by asking, why do you fight so hard when it means nothing to you? And Fia asks why. And he says he thought he was right. And then when she asks if he regrets giving in, he says he wishes he had given him more. Fia offers to have him hold Rocco, but he's still too nervous or scared or something. So she puts him in the bassinet herself and goes to pee when Rocco wakes up and starts crying. Nobody's around to help him. So Michael goes over himself. And then we hear footsteps behind him. And they were like, to me, very clearly man steps so I was excited I didn't I thought it was fear I was very surprised by that I was, I was like oh my shocked yeah the show yeah, at the like, end with them two looking uh-huh. down at the baby was, yeah. yeah it was amazing good drama that was so good the music was so good and it was like the baby in the maid in the middle as well I like looking at both of them that was such a cute shot before the baby melted them a little, they both had like the funniest frowns on their face, like mm. very extreme, like mm. draw frown. It was really funny. Yeah. Yeah. But then the baby is like <laughs> smiling at them and gurgling, and it's like, oh, it was a great shot to end on. Yeah. Michael put his hand on the baby, and the baby was like playing with, like, you know how babies like squeeze your yeah. fingers, like with their tiny yeah. little hand. It was so I feel cute. like they really cast this baby well or got lucky or something because like yeah they did. it does resemble both of them yeah definitely i was just thinking about what um michael said to see about the christian and like um giving in to robin's wishes because obviously mm-hmm. robin probably was a good person but dina clearly isn't but no. it's just like he really wants fear well he needs fear to be in good terms with right. us to mm. so is he manipulating her get good intel on them so oh, I that's, think that's he... unfortunate it's so hard to tell she is like so excited about having michael in her life because she thinks he's like i know guy, but that's what i think is not going to end that well for her. Yeah. i do like i like fear a lot yeah and she's a good actress like i didn't really like her in season one she was a little bit annoying but... same yeah i like her now but even like the the peeing line i don't know for some reason i really liked lily's delivery of that i was like i totally did that. Mm. maybe it's just because i've been in that situation yeah, and I feel good. Like, yes you do <laughs> anyway yeah fia's just gonna be so disappointed and everybody there's nobody in her life that's a stand-up person yeah. at this point really true i don't think carter's been nice to her right and and then her line was so good like are you being a brother right now or a spy for dad yeah oh he's a spy acknowledge that yeah it, but yeah i wonder if they'll start from the end of this episode next episode or it will be a I different think scene they should i hope because like what is going to happen between those two and this conversation those two and fia like gonna hang out and watch tv yeah 
(laughs) (laughs) So last week they obviously started off where they left within, you know, a minute or whatever, a few Mm. minutes. And the episode before that was like weird because it was, oh, but it did because he got out of jail. So yeah, so far they've been starting off right where they left. Yeah. We shall see. I wonder if Gina knows that Michael's been hanging around. I she can't right. I feel like she would have lost her shit. That revelation should be shown. I think we probably will find out when she does. Yeah, I feel like Jimmy would definitely keep that from her because he knows what she's like. She's yeah. definitely going to demand that he is killed, and he probably wants to have a little bit of control over the situation before she finds mm-hmm. out. She can- yeah. So he can probably offer some form of like, okay, well, I'm doing something about it. I don't know. Should all be interesting. I don't know how Trey, I feel bad for Trey because he didn't want to be part of this. Yeah. He's getting dragged down again. And he already served five years for them. Yeah. Man, leave him alone. I wonder what Big Mo will do when she finds out. Nothing as well. Like, oh, that really frustrated me. Because like she's so like they needed it so badly and now they're like, oh, okay, well, we're not yeah, we're not gonna you can't do just it. Now. Do that. Everybody knows that. Mm-hmm. It's fucked up. And she seems so smart. Exactly. Just doesn't fit like a very out of character. Yeah. And that's why I'm like, why is she what even is right. she doing it for? Yeah. More than right. just the bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hope she feels bad. Look forward to I look forward to Fridays. It's hard to uh wait till the next episode because you just want to know what's going on. Yeah, these were really like love the ending of this one. Yeah, it's good. A lot happened. It did. All right, I think that's a wrap on our discussion on season two, episode three. See you guys next week to discuss episode four. I can't wait. Bye. 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 Bye.